Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Jerry Hamilton. Jerry, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit this Sunday. Uh, Longhorns uh, be- beating Kansas yesterday decisively. Uh, we want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, the final game of the Moody Center in its inaugural year. Uh, Bijan and Roshan, uh, Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson, the two running backs uh, for the Longhorns competing in the uh, NFL Combine uh, today as well. Uh, and then also you're just walking around campus uh, in Austin on Sunday morning and Shazam, you see Arch Manning walking <laughs> around, hanging out. Um, let, let's talk a little bit uh, about and start with this KU basketball game because uh, in, in what I wrote about today, you know, you were there for the game yesterday. Just how big, in your opinion, is the home court advantage building up for Texas these days? I mean, they finished the season 17-1 and one at home. In, at home. Yeah, I think it's worth eight to ten points at this point. I mean, wow. I, uh, you know, I, I really do. And, and I think it's that – so I think you're now on a level playing field with some of the other great arenas, you know, Kansas, um, Cameron Indoor, some of those you think about that have a great home court advantage. I think Texas has that. Now, the Texas fans didn't really bring it yesterday early in the game like I thought, and I think it was probably a hangover for not being that being the Big 12 championship game. I, could, I thought about that during the game, Bobby, was how loud would that place have been if that was truly for the Big 12 championship? That would have been a different environment even than what Kansas and Bill Self saw. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, it, but you've been to games at the Irwin Center. You and I both have. We both been uh-huh. to Moody. It is just night and day different. I mean, people, it, it's hard to um, quantify if you're, at home even. I know it looks more interesting on TV or more menacing on TV, but in person, the the people at the Moody Center are on the court. They're around you. I mean, it is a arena, right? As opposed to kind of a withdrawn crowd, uh, seats everybody a row, two rows back, that sort of thing. Yeah. And and look, Ron Holland and AJ Johnson, the two five-star signees were there. And my thought is for the Moody Center, what it does in recruiting. You know, when the kids walk in and they take in a game at Texas, Texas had four top 100 kids in the country there yesterday. Those guys are wild by the Moody Center itself, the practice facility, the coaches' offices, all the players' locker rooms. I mean, it, they did a great job with it, but it is a home court advantage, and it is a big deal. It's a game changer for Texas. Ron Holland said it during his recruitment before he committed. I can't remember the exact quote he gave me, but said it was better than NBA arenas, but – going to be loud like a great college arena. That says a lot when those kids are saying that because they've been everywhere. I was going to say that that's coming from a high school recruit that you want to hear that from. That's what you want to hear, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that that's why you build it. Um, so other question for you, Jerry. Um, you mentioned in an article today, you think Texas is going to be a two seed. Joe Lenardi, who does the bracketology stuff, he came out with Texas as a two seed. Do they stay a two seed even if they, you know, stub their toe in Kansas City this week? Um, and lose to the winner of the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game that uh, they get a bye toward uh, this coming weekend? 
Yeah, I, I think they're locked in as a two. I mean, you know, obviously some things could happen. Maybe Even with Arizona the loss. Runs, maybe Arizona runs off the Pac-12 tournament championship. But I think Texas is locked into a two seed. They have 11 quad one wins. Only Kansas has more. Uh, that's second, uh, tied with Baylor for second and quad one wins. Uh, I think the win over Kansas is kind of one they needed at the end of the season. I think Texas is going to be, you know, not that the rankings have anything, but they're going to be ranked in the top 10 again next week for how many consecutive weeks. I just think with that initial top 16 seeds came out um, that was reported by NCAA a couple of weeks ago, you know, Texas like the five, number five or six, I believe, uh, overall. And, yeah, they've dropped a couple of road games since then against ranked opponents, by the way. One in Baylor, it'll be a three or two seed. Uh, but beating Kansas, who was the Big 12 champion, a one seed, uh, to end the season. I think Texas is locked in as a two. I, I really do. And I think they've earned that too. I, I mean, uh, the schedule, the ske- everybody complains, oh, Texas didn't play enough people in non-conference, but they did this year. Uh, Gonzaga win looks good because Gonzaga breezes through their conference except for St. Mary's. Creighton came around after they got healthy. Um, Illinois has struggled a bit. That's the one that Texas would like to have back. Uh, Illinois has struggled a bit, but they're still 7-8 seed in the NCAA tournament, more than likely. So they've got the quad one wins. Um, they've got enough road wins. Uh, you know, the road win at Kansas State, I think, was really big. That's going to be looked back upon is really big. But I just think the strength of the Big 12, the respect that the Big 12 is going to get and has gotten is going to push Texas over that line to a two seed, even if they lose in the first round. Now, Bobby, I want your opinion because here's my opinion. I don't want to play three games in three days. I don't care. You're a two seed. You're get out of that thing. If you win a game, losing a second game, I'm okay with that. But I just don't, I don't, I've never been a fan of playing three games in three days. If you're pretty much locked in as one of those high seeds um, and with Texas tired legs, is that your, yeah, t- t- I think tired legs a little bit, you know I mean? It's a long season and, and especially with what these guys have been through and um, the road, the gruel of the big 12, I think is different than some other conferences um, for sure. So Win one, it's a quad win one win. If even if if it's Oklahoma State or Oklahoma, I think it ends up being a quad one win. So that would get you to twelve, and then you know what? If you bow out, you bow out. But but three games in three days is nothing that I want to see right now. That's interesting. I, I don't really have an opinion other than I, I can clearly understand what you're talking about as far as tired legs at the end of the season and overplaying. When you, really, we all know what really counts is the NCAA tournament, right. not the Big 12 tournament. All right, Jerry, uh, tomorrow morning, uh, practice, spring practice starts 8 a.m. Uh, at the Denius practice fields over in Austin. I'll be there. Joe Cook will be there. I think a couple other guys are going to be there as well. Uh, there's a 15-minute window of practice viewing. We'll get to see uh, the entire offensive line. We'll get to see Arch Manning's first time as, a, as an official Longhorn practice. We'll see Quinn Ewers without the mullet. Um, we'll, we'll be seeing a lot of things tomorrow. I'll be there, uh, as well. And hopefully filing a report, uh, right after, uh, that, uh, here on, on Texas football, as well as inside Texas. And we're going to just have a bunch of content on inside Texas, uh, tomorrow, uh, getting ready for this. Uh, Jerry, we talk about it, uh, and that, that happens at eight. Steve Sarkeesian will then meet with the media around 10, 10, 15. He'll give us some, uh, a taste of what really happened during the day. Uh, but then they have two other practices this week. Wednesday, they go at it again. And then Friday, they finish it off before they head out for a week of spring break. So basically, they're getting three practices in uh, and then heading on spring break. Eric Nalin, publisher of Inside Texas, reported uh, in the Humidor on Friday 
that they were going straight from workouts into spring practice. Uh, in the past couple of years with uh, Steve Sarkeesian, or at least last year, they took a few days off before going into spring practice uh, from their workouts. But this year, uh, they're going straight in. Uh, Jerry, you know, we, we've talked about it ad nauseum at this point. You and I both. It, we, we tried to, uh, you know, identify strengths and weaknesses heading into this, uh, uh, this first week. What do you really think they're trying to get accomplished right now? It, it almost seems to me, and I'll just, I want to throw that to you, but I want to say what I think uh, the coaches are. They're really trying to take uh, inventory of what they have. Guys they think that are getting ready or are going to be ready by, um, you know, September 1st or whenever the first game is this year. I think that that the first week is really what they're looking for. Just basically taking real inventory. This guy can help us. Man, this guy needs a lot of work before he can help us. Is that is that kind of where you think it is? Absolutely, and challenging those guys in three practices, challenging them mentally. Um, you know, before you know, you know beforehand when they meet with these guys. All right, Dre Bledsoe, you have a chance to take a step here. Then they want to push him to take that step and see if he's ready to take that step. And I think they need answers uh sooner rather than later on that i mean because like you said they're taking inventory and this is spring practice is part of planning for the season i i, I mean there's no way around that this um they're planning uh and they're also look we have another portal window here after spring practices so they need to push some of these guys and find out what they have on some of these guys returning are they going to be able to answer the bell are they going to be able to help this team out and if they get some yes answers great if they get some no answers then i think you're going to see them Make a portal push at a couple of positions. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Jerry, we look at it and, and we've talked about it. We think they're going to have a lot of offensive firepower. Uh, that's that's just the reality of it. Even, even though they're replacing guys like Bijan and Roshan uh, that are at the uh, uh, NFL Combine, they're actually working out as we are, are talking about them right now. Uh, Mora Ojomo, uh, probably solidified his stock more than any other Longhorn. Uh, DeMarvin Overshone ran really well at the combine. Keandre Coburn uh, performed up to where he was expected, maybe even a little bit better than expected. Um, you know, this uh, five Longhorns at the combine. How many do you think t Texas ideally we'd be putting into the combine on an annual basis if Texas – it's not only successful because Steve Sarkeesian has been good at getting good players on campus. He really has. I you and I both agree yeah. with that. How many do you expect if they really hit it for them to have year in and year out going to the combine? Maybe not next year, but year after year. Is it seven, eight, nine? I think, eight, on, on to, I think eight, to 10 is all, eight to 10 is your target, right? I mean, you know, what does Georgia have? 13, Alabama has 12. Uh, if you want to be in the ballpark, right? Eight to 10. That means you're – Recruiting guys, you're developing guys, and those high-end guys are going to the NFL Combine, and you put all those three together, and, and that's big in recruiting. I mean, there's a reason that 
you know, Alabama uh, has recruited so well. Yes, Nick Saban is the best modern-day football coach in college history, but the guys that are highly recruited have gone there, and then they've gone on to make money playing pro football. And that's where Texas is at right now, the Kelvin Bankses of the world, the Arch Mannings of the world, all those guys. Texas needs those guys to hit. They need to go to the combine. They need to be some first-round picks, some second-round picks. You start building that up, and then you hit on some other guys that you evaluated and you developed them. Maybe that's through the portal, too. Uh, but a lot of it's through high school recruiting. I think eight to ten is the number long-term, especially when you're going into the SEC. The interesting thing uh, with all this, for me, Bobby, is the portal. I mean, A.D. Mitchell – He's going to come in one year. If he has a great year, he goes in the NFL draft. Then he played two years at Georgia, one year at Texas. But that's going to count for Texas, uh, you know, in the numbers. So uh, that, that's that's what's interesting to me about the portal, the way it's changed. But to answer your question, eight to ten for me. Yeah, I, I tell you what, it's it's very interesting. Um, we're live here uh, on uh, the uh, on Texas football, I believe. Uh, so I, I feel like we got to yeah. finish this up uh, pretty quick and, and really – uh, give a, give ourselves a chance here to talk about this. Um, my 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 thought process on this, Jerry, and I want to get your feeling. Uh, really, is where are you at uh, as it relates to Bijan and his pro potential? I mean, do you think he's a clear first round draft pick, or because of the position he plays, you know, he, no matter how good he is, uh, you just have to take a, a wait and see attitude. I think his interviews. Um, and everything that these guys learn, because look, they're pretty much private investigators, right? I mean, yeah. I think everything off the field elevates him. And I don't think that's always the case with guys. So I think he's got, he's going to check every box. Um, yeah, and he can get better at pass pro. There's no doubt about things like that, but I think he's going to check the off the field boxes, the, the marketability, the, how hard he works, um, the type of teammate he is, how coachable he is. Uh, I think all those things are going to help push him with NFL teams. I, I just I just think he's one of those guys. And Roshan, too, that could t drive him from a fourth to a third, third to a second, whatever that ends up being for him. I think both of those guys check all the important boxes to push their way up draft boards. Um, as far as Bijan as a running back, I, I would love your opinion, Bobby. I think Bijan's going to be a really good player. I, I'm not sure I see a Hall of Fame guy. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think that's tough. Um, I, I think he's going to be a really good, really good player. Um, uh, the interesting thing for him will be, you know, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Does he stay healthy in the NFL? Does he have those shoulders that some of those guys have to stay healthy at that next level? Because they're coming really fast and they're hitting you really hard no matter how, how well you dance. Uh, they're going to hit you hard and they're going to take you to the ground hard every single time. Look, I, I, I definitely believe this. I think he has the, the ability to be a Hall of Fame guy. But you know what? Yeah. Every year, 30 to 40 guys have that ability is, is the reality. Right. And, uh, sure. four, and yeah. four to five make it. And a lot of that yeah. in injury, um, where you get drafted and who drafts you, what kind of offense you go in. I mean, all of those things matter. Um, 
You know, I, I just debate whether or not a running back these days is worth a first round pick. That is my only concern. I feel like uh, Bijan uh, is more than proven. I worry about his pass protection a little bit, and I'm sure some teams will ding him a, a little bit for that. Uh, but I, I think more than anything, more than Roshan or Bijan in particular, I just, and I talked with Paul Wadlington about this on Saturday, Jerry. I just like the guys Texas put out this year yeah. in the NFL draft. That I mean, end of the day, you want to say, were these guys, did they work hard? Did they acquit the team well? And did they, they play like they meant it? And I think all five of those guys, you, 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 you're, you can be proud to call them Longhorns. Yeah, and absolutely. so they're representing your team in a way that I think that that uh, you would want them to be represented. Uh, yeah, it's a great point, and I totally agree. And hey, I, it just made me think about that because that's Co- Coburn Ojemo. We might ought to get Nathan O'Neill back on here. He was at the combine. He worked with Coburn, getting him ready for draft. I think he's worked with Ojemo a little bit. We might ought to get Nathan on here and get his thoughts on those guys next week. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Jerry, that'll do it for today. I just want to. Oh, do I thought, hey, Bobby, we forgot. I saw Arch Manning this morning in <laughs> Austin. What was what was going on? You were down there near the. I know you were said you were going to go check out the Moody on an off day on a Sunday. Was he just hanging out there or what? Yeah, I, I was just driving my son uh, down there, and uh, we've been at the Kansas game yesterday, and we're literally driving past the Moody Center on the way to the uh, football facility, and Arch Manning's just walking down the street by himself. So uh, I didn't bother him. You know, he, we know each other because I covered him. But I, man, look, I just. But that's my first Arch Manning signing at Texas. So, yes, Texas fans, he's really going to be on the practice field, get off the bus, and Bobby will snap up, snap a picture in the morning. And, of course, he was wearing a collared shirt and an Isidore Newman shorts. <laughs> All right, Jerry. I appreciate it, dude. You just just stay out of the bushes. I know some reporters like to go in the bushes and try to find players. Don't, don't be doing any of that. All right. For I'm Jerry out. Hamilton, Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this this today's episode of On Texas Football. Have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow. First day, spring practice. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, Thank you for watching again and hook them.